0: Hello and welcome back to the Sefer Mitzvot podcast. Today we will learn positive mitzvah number forty. Positive mitzvah number forty is to deal with cases of nullifying vows and oaths, as the Torah states, "Ish dor neder laDonai." When a person makes a vow to Hashem, the section continues to discuss all of the laws related to this mitzvah of nullifying vows and oaths. As stated in the previous podcast, positive mitzvah number 39 is to fulfill your vows or oaths. When you make a promise, fulfill it. That's the prior mitzvah. This mitzvah is in a situation when someone cannot fulfill a vow or an oath for whatever legitimate reason. Positive mitzvah number 40 is to nullify the vow in these legitimate cases, in a prescribed way. So to reiterate, this mitzvah is not to go willy-nilly nullifying all of our vows. Right? We shouldn't tomorrow say, hey, let me make a vow so that I can fulfill positive mitzvah number 40 to nullify it. On the contrary, this is not the ideal. However, in a situation when someone does make a vow and they cannot fulfill it, there is a prescribed way to nullify it Following that prescribed way is this mitzvah number 40. Okay, so what's the process? What's the prescribed way? If a person makes a vow and regrets it, and is sorry for what they had said or what had happened, then he or she should go to an expert, or more commonly to a group of three men who will serve as a court, or what's called a bet din. The, this person who made the swear or the a vow in front of the group of three men will declare that I swore or I vowed and I said such and such and I've come to regret it. Had I known that I would have suffered about this matter to such an extent or had I known that something would have happened then I would never have taken this vow or this oath to, to begin with. There is. Something that I didn't realize at the time, and had I known about it, I would never have taken this vow, or this oath, or this swear to begin with. And the group of three men, the in the court, asks to confirm, do you regret it? The person says yes, and at that point, they say that you're forgiven and your vow is nullified. Now the way they say it is by using a very specific Technical word depending on the particularities of the case, but it would be either something like mutarlacha or mufarlacha or sharui lacha or machulacha. Again, these are different descriptions, all of which are getting to the same point of what you made yourself restricted from doing, let's say, for example, you restricted yourself from doing something, then you're now no longer restricted. Or if you promised to do something, you're now no longer required to do it. Depending on the particularities of the case, the terminology used has to be very specific. And this is all a disclaimer. Don't do this at home because there's a ton of details behind it. But at a high level, I want to explain sort of what the process is. When the person says, I regret it, and had I known how difficult it would have been for me, I would never have made this promise, the court then nullifies the vow using a very specific technical word depending on the particularities of the the case. So to recap, this mitzvah, positive mitzvah number 40, is to deal with these cases of nullifying vows and oaths the Torah tells us in positive 39 that when you make a promise or a vow or an oath, you should fulfill it. In positive 40 is saying, and if you cannot fulfill it, nullify it. How? You go to a court, you say what you said, describe the vow that you've come to regret it. Had I known something about it, I would never have made this vow to begin with. And after the court confirms that yes, you indeed regret it, they will nullify your vow, and now that vow or promise is no longer binding, you no longer have a mitzvah to fulfill that particular act. Based on these two mitzvah, positive mitzvah 39 and positive mitzvah 40, there is this common practice that if and when someone is saying that they'll do something and they're making a commitment, it's always good practice to say that I am doing this or I will do this or uh, I, I won't do this, always to, to qualify your statement by saying, which means without making any promises. So Let's say you want to give charity to somewhere, you could say, I I will be giving charity without any promises. Now, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't uh, keep to your word. Of course, you should keep to your word. But in a situation where someone cannot keep to their word, it avoids this problem of having to go through this nullification process because you never made the technical promise. If someone didn't make the technical promise, positive Mitzvah number 40 is telling you how to nullify it, but you can avoid this problem to begin with, whereas if someone isn't necessarily sure, then don't make the promise to begin with, don't make the vow, don't make the oath, don't make the swear to begin with, and then you would be able to avoid coming to have to nullify it altogether.